Hello, my name is Kevin MacDonald. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed at St. Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. There is a lot of history contained in the first reading today. It takes place in Shiloh, the ancient city and sanctuary in Samaria, about 30 miles north of Jerusalem. Shiloh was one of the main centers of Israelite worship before the first temple in Jerusalem was built in 957 BC. After the Israelite conquest of Canaan, the Ark of the Covenant, housing the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod, and a pot of manna, was moved to Shiloh and remained there, according to Talmudic sources, for 369 years throughout the rule of the judges. Hannah, after finishing a meal, entered the temple to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting near the entrance of the temple and watched as Hannah wept and moved her lips silently. He assumed that she had drunk too much wine at the meal and could not control her emotions. He did not realize that Hannah was pouring her heart out to the Lord. Her great sorrow was that she was barren. She vowed that if the Lord would grant her a male child, she would offer him wholly to God that he would never consume wine or strong drink, nor would a razor touch his head for as long as he lived. Hannah was describing a Nazarite, a man or woman who voluntarily takes a vow, which is described in Numbers chapter 6, verses 1 to 21. This vow required the Nazarite to, one, abstain from wine and all other grape products, such as vinegar and grapes, two, refrain from cutting the hair on his or her head, and three, to not become ritually impure by contact with corpses or graves, even with those of family members. A Nazarite to the Hebrew people was a person who was separated from others and consecrated to God. While Samuel and Samson and John the Baptist were Nazarites throughout their lives, most people made this vow for a shorter period of time. A Nazarite was required to make three offerings to God, a lamb offered as a burnt offering, an ewe offered as a sin offering, and a ram offered up as a peace offering, along with a basket of unleavened bread, a grain offering, and a drink offering. Hannah and her husband, Elkanah, did conceive a son and named him Samuel. Samuel ended up working under Eli in the service of the shrine at Shiloh. According to the Jewish historian Josephus, Samuel was 12 years old when he heard a voice calling his name. He thought it was Eli summoning him, but after waking up Eli several times, Eli told Samuel that the next time he heard the voice, he should say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Even though the message accused Eli's family of wrongdoing, Samuel was honest in recounting it to Eli when he was asked. It was shortly after this that the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant. Eli dropped dead when he heard the news of the loss of the Ark and of the death of his sons in battle. Samuel, even at his young age, ended up being the key figure in keeping the Israelites' religious heritage and identity alive until the Ark was returned seven months later. After 20 years of oppression, Samuel led the Israelites in a decisive defeat of the Philistines 
and peace was restored. Samuel's own sons proved to be a disappointment as well and were rejected by the Israelites. The Israelites demanded a king to lead them, and Samuel was forced to consecrate Saul. Finally, Samuel finished his duties by consecrating Saul's successor, King David. Perhaps a lesson for us in these early days of our New Year resolutions is to recall the examples of Hannah and Samuel. They show us that commitments to God can be fulfilled. We do not need to become Nazarites. We just need to be faithful in the present moment, listening attentively to God's spoken word and praying for God's will to be done.